Did you know Super Awesome Mix has an app? Go to the Apple App Store today and download Super Awesome Mix. It's free. You could start creating and sending your own digital mixtapes in just a few clicks. Also, there's links to our Instagram account and a link where you can follow your favorite podcast. Speaking of which... Welcome back to another Super Awesome Mix. My name is Matt Sidholm, alongside my co-host and co-founder of Super Awesome Mix, Samer. I'm Salby. Samer, how are we doing today? I am doing well. Thank you for asking. I um, we, We've talked about this mix like a whole lot, so I'm pretty happy that we're finally here doing it. <laughs> Which is the, the songs with, I guess, like needless parentheses. Sometimes, you know, I don't, I don't know. That's kind of like the the way I picked mine is you just have to wonder, like, why did you put that in parentheses? It didn't. Yeah, they're just kind of (laughs) we've referenced this a lot when songs came up on other mixes that had parentheticals in the song title. And this is something that's always kind of stuck out for me over the years, because you look at a song and sometimes it'll have an extra long title. and, And as we'll get to, sometimes it's like, why is that part of the title? Um, or just right. why is that in parentheses? Like just from a grammatical structure standpoint, why do we need to put that in parentheses, right? right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know. People are getting a little too loose with them, <laughs> let, me, let me say, in song titles. Well, it's much like the uh, <laughs> the much derided uh, adverb literally, right? Which is uh, oh, right. thrown yes. around constantly, um, but but not actually used properly, Right. Like I'm, right. I'm literally yeah. dying right now. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> it's like, well, no, you're not actually dying. Yeah. <laughs> literally, I love in the show Parks and Rec. Um, that's <laughs> yes. how uh, I'm blanking. Rob on, Lowe, I think Rob yeah, Lowe's Chris, Chris right? Prager. Oh yes. my god, this is literally yeah. <laughs> the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> Ever since I watched through that show, that's how I now start to say. Anytime I'm going to say the word literally, I say literally the greatest thing ever. Um, but with that, let's get into literally the best mix on <laughs> parentheticals that you could ever find. Uh, we're going to kick us. I'm going to kick us off with your first pick, um, and you went with "Stay" (parentheses) "I Missed You" by Lisa Loeb. Yeah, great pick. This is the first song that came to mind when I, I thought of this mix because this is a song that I think everybody, if you listen to the song, you just think of it as "Stay." But then when you when you mm-hmm. look up the song itself, in parentheses, it's I Missed You. Now, I will give this song credit, because this isn't true of every song in this mix. At least she says the words, I missed you, at one point in the song, right? right? So it's not completely uh-huh. extraneous, but it's not like they fit together in some way. It's really, uh, it's almost like she couldn't decide on the song title and just went with one, could, <laughs> yes. and, and just kind of put them together and put one in parentheses. Um, but yeah, this this is a great song. Um, it's from the Reality Bites soundtrack. So all our all our '90s fans mm-hmm. out there, um, I, I looked this up. It was kind of interesting. She she went to Brown University. She's Dallas's own, by the way. Um, so oh, cool. I yeah, didn't know Dallas, that. Texas native. She goes to Brown, and she wrote the song when she was uh, a student there. And then somehow it made its way to her friend Ethan Hawke, who was like, oh, I'm doing this movie soon. Let me send this to this director, Ben Stiller, who's directing this movie, Reality Bites. And off we go from there. So 
That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. You know, it's the importance of uh, having some good friends, right? It is. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're out there and let's say you're like a, I don't know, podcast producer at Spotify, give us a, drop us a yeah. line, you know? Um, yeah. If you went to college <laughs> or high school with either one of us and are like, wow, I keep listening to these guys talk. I mean, yeah, maybe hand it off to somebody <laughs> at, at Spotify. That'd be cool. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> um, Before we move yes, on, though. Go ahead. Um, I do want to bring up one thing that I have issue with with this uh-huh. title. I feel like the tenses don't work, right? Because it's like, or, or whatever it is. Because she says stay, which is like an active. Like she, you're talking to someone to stay. But then she writes, I missed you, which is, you know, obviously past tense. I don't know. I'm bothered by that because I just don't think you would ever say to someone, stay, I missed you. I guess you could. I guess if they had left previously and now you're trying to tell them, Never mind, like, I missed you last time you left. So that stay. would have to be the timeline. It could be that. Yeah, that would have to be the timeline. Yes, that would have is to that be prior it. to this, this person has been gone from her life. Right. And so now she's, she's asking them, she's saying, oh, I missed you, now stay. Before, though, there had to be a right. period where she's like, don't stay. You know, and maybe we should explore <laughs> right. that song from Lisa Loeb. If she ever <laughs> wants to write that one, that could be a good follow-up. <laughs> I like it. Good prequel song. Yep. All right. So your first pick, you went with Over My Head, parentheses, Cable Car by The Fray. Yes, The Fray. Oh, I think I got introduced to The Fray by the show Grey's Anatomy. I can't remember 100%, but I feel like that show used... Yes. It had a lot of good music, especially season one, season two. Like, great music. Um and so I think they used one song of theirs. I'm blanking on the name. But anyway, so I, I got introduced. Oh, to no, it was How to Save a them. Life. I feel like they played that all the yes, time on Grey's course. Anatomy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good one. Yes. I was like as if it was written for like a medical show. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yes, Over My Head by the, uh, you know, Cable Car. I so I had I had always just assumed cable car was in there because he references like we're up in a cable car um, and you know it's like this idea of like you're you're stuck with someone you're kind of having a, a fight with them that's one of the worst places you could have a fight with someone because like you can't go anywhere um, you know certainly know where you'd want to go so you're just like trapped in this little claustrophobic bubble with someone and I thought okay well that's kind of like what this song is about but I learned cable car is actually the nickname of his brother Caleb. And that's where that comes from. Um, and he was, this song is like about, I guess, like a falling out with his brother and then like trying to get back together and, and, you know, making things work again. So that was a fun little fact. I was like, okay, I kind of, I respect the parentheses now that I've learned that. But it does also seem like this is one of those where it could have been like, I can't decide what to call this. Is this over my head or is this cable car? I'm just going to put cable car in parentheses. <laughs> well, and the first time I saw this song title, I think maybe even before I heard like, I, I just, if you're ever on a cable car, like over your head, you might have the little handle you're h- hanging on to, or, or the mm. cable to indicate you need a stop or something like that. So I was like, maybe it's something associated with that, but I mean, clearly it's not. But that that's immediately what came to <laughs> mind when I thought, when I just saw the song you, title. Right. Yeah. You thought they were perhaps like writing like a safety video for being in a cable Yeah, I car. thought that's <laughs> what the original was, is that some municipality really ponied up for the fray to write an original song for their safety video. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, like, they were an unknown in Denver, so maybe maybe they were like, hey, guess what? <laughs> the city of Denver, <laughs> they, they want to sign us 
for a cool safety video that they're doing for how to you know stop when you're in a cable car. Hey guys, you know how and we're like, really cool. yeah, well, check- we're really bucking for that first album deal, and we also care <laughs> deeply about public transit. Well, I've got a solution. <laughs> it's in the it's song. It's in the song. Oh gosh. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to go and rewrite like the wiki page for this and just make that a thing. I'm just going to push the cable car. Push the cable car theory. That's what this is that's really this about. That's what this is really All about. Right, the yes. You don't have a brother named Caleb um, <laughs> that you, you call cable car. Sure, sure. Um, okay, <laughs> let's move on. Track three. You know, I, this guy hasn't made an appearance in some time, so I, I can't tease you about it, but it's a Bruce Springsteen track, and it's 4th of July, Asbury Park, parentheses, Sandy. Yeah, that's right. It's been a little bit since we've had a Bruce Springsteen track on here. So I, I thought, and this is also a song that would be maybe hard to fit on another mix, and so I thought from a parenthetical right. standpoint, this is perfect. Now, the part inside the parentheses is actually the part that the song is probably better known as. So most people probably only know this song as Sandy because he references uh, Sandy throughout the song. Fourth of July Asbury Park is really what he's just describing within the song. So he never actually says those words right. uh, in the uh, in the song. But this is kind of classic Bruce because he's just painting a picture. Like if you've never, like I've never been to the Jersey Shore on the Fourth of July, but... I feel like as many times as I've listened to this song, if I ever go, I'm going to be pointing out things as if they were part of my childhood. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, yeah, right there. Oh, no, you know what this is, and I'm going to be talking about it or, or whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I just love how he but, – but credit to him from a songwriting standpoint that he can do that and really paint that picture. In fact – you know, he, he mentions near the end of the song, you know, the cops finally busted Madame Marie for telling fortunes better than they do. And Madame Marie is or was a real psychic there on the Jersey Shore. And her name was Marie Costello. And when she passed away in 2008, it actually made the news just based on the fact that she got the mention in this song. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, <laughs> I like yeah. That. So, anyway, I, I think it's a fantastic song and uh, also, you know, great little parenthetical, too. It is. It's it's a it's a lovely song. I agree. He paints a really nice picture. I have been to this uh, to this beach in particular, not on the Fourth of July. It's actually quite lovely. Like I think the show, the Jersey Shore, gave everyone like a horrible idea of like what uh, <laughs> the Jersey Shore line is. Um, and though those those beaches do exist there are certainly beaches where you walk around and you're like am i gonna get stuck by a needle <laughs> like probably um so wear your shoes but no this one is really nice it was a very lovely day and the boardwalk is really cool and yeah it's just kind of like you feel like you're being transported to like another time um you know like back when this was like a really big deal to go to a, go to like the boardwalk and and go to a developed beach and stuff so it was cool yeah i like it um very lovely song i, I enjoyed listening to this nice one. nice um all right your next pick and this is impressive because the entire title is in parentheses, okay? So, parentheses, The Forgotten People by Thievery Corporation. Yeah, I, I was actually, I, I kind of surprised myself by finding this one because I didn't think of this one whenever I was putting this mix. But I was just kind of scrolling through my music trying to find songs that, you know, had parentheticals in them. And then this one appeared. I was like, aha, perfect. <laughs> um, although I was told after I put this mix together, there's a Sigur Ross album that is entirely called just literally in empty parentheses. Um, <laughs> and that's the name of the album. So I feel like that was a miss on both of our parts. So sorry. 
um, to anyone who's like, you should have put that on the mix. Anyway, Thievery Corporation, love them. I um, I think I discovered them from the Garden State soundtrack, either directly, I can't remember if they were on it, or because Zero Seven was on it, and then I started to hunt around of like bands that like you would probably like if you like Zero Seven and stumble upon Thievery Corp. Either way, I saw them live at ACL way back in the day, like 2004-ish or five. Um, and they just put on a great show. It's like just a mashup of all different kind of sounds. There's like an Arabic vibe to it. There's like a lounge vibe to it. There's an EDM vibe to it. I mean, it's it's really cool just music, right? Like there's there's no lyrics in the song. It's just like a mood that you put on and you just kind of feel chill and loungy and like, I don't know, cool, right? Like it's uh, it's really interesting. I, I, I love their, their sound and this is one of my favorite songs there. So I had to throw this one on. I don't know why it's all in parentheses other than maybe alluding that like since they're forgotten people, they don't get to be outside of the parentheses, mm. you know? They're just like an addendum. Ooh. That was the only thing I could come That's up with. That's a pretty with. good theory. So, yeah. That's a pretty good theory. I like that. I like that. Um, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely think this song, I, I just love the sound of it, really. I kept waiting. I didn't expect it to be an instrumental. I don't know anything about the Recorporation, obviously, when I started listening to the song. Um, but yeah, you're right. It had a Middle Eastern sound to it. And I just, I don't know, I really liked it. Uh, but again, I was wondering, like, okay, when are the lyrics going to kick in? Okay, when I, I thought we were getting like the <laughs> right. two minute long intro, like something out of the seventies before the lyrics start. But sure. uh, but no, it's a great pick, and and obviously great job finding a song entirely in parentheses. Although we, you know, big miss on our part with the whole album in parentheses. So yeah. right, Ugh, I know. We'll have to uh, print a like an apology, an editor's <laughs> apology, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> um. All right, let's go to track five. Um, you've got a Kenny Loggins track. I think this is his first time appearing on our mix. I can't remember. But it is I'm Free, parentheses, Heaven Helps the Man. Yeah, so anyone familiar with the great movie Footloose okay, might recognize this song. It's from the soundtrack. Um, yeah, I mean, so that soundtrack's known for Let's Hear It for the Boy, Almost Paradise, and, of course, the, the title track, Footloose, right? Um, but this song plays mm-hmm. during the credits, and it's a second Kenny Loggins song from the soundtrack. And uh, and I love it. I mean, it's such a good song, I, I think. And good, look, of, of an era, right? So I'm not sitting here going, wow, just this timeless sound from Kenny Loggins, right? It definitely sounds right. like it was written in 1984. Um, oh my god! But I think it's uh, I think it's a great song. It actually kind of it, it's another side of the Footloose story, right? Like it's kind of like Footloose is all about dancing. Like that's a really fun song, but I think it's kind of cool that he wrote this other song that kind of talks about maybe the struggle that goes on in that movie. Um, and I think it's a great movie too, so everybody should check it out. But uh, yeah, this is a maybe a, maybe a deeper track from that soundtrack. I um I so my notes here are like wow this song is so 80s from the first five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> um, it is literally the most 1980s song I can imagine. <laughs> That's um, a better use of literally I, right there. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is. Um, I and I also note that uh, noted here. I feel like it could have been like on a Top Gun soundtrack because I think that might be the most 80s film in existence. Right, like Top Gun was was pretty peak 80s. Um, and then, but anyway, I <laughs> maybe so. And there's I about to be a love, sequel, so we'll see how 80s it is and if it carries over. Right, 
if it carries over yeah who knows um we, i loved the the shouting of i'm free and i just felt like that part gets you like you know all fired up trademark matt <laughs> um because because it does like it just gives you that energy boost whenever he started yelling i'm free but what i found interesting and at least the lyrics that i saw written out the i'm free was in parentheses and heaven helps the man was not so it was like the reverse of what the title is and so i was very curious that by that oh yeah because i feel like that right. could, that could have worked the other way right because right? the background so, singers were singing the i'm free and kenny loggins is singing right. the heaven helps me yeah that is weird yep. yeah but there were also yeah. i noticed i don't know if you found this but there were a lot of 80 songs with parentheses in them so i don't know why that was such a big yes, thing in the 1980s <laughs> Maybe it helped SEO back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> record store right. SEO. I don't know. Record show. Record store <laughs> SEO. Yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> because like you had to remember, it was all what you needed to remember, right? So you're like, oh, do you have that like Sandy song, you know, like from Bruce? And you're like, oh yeah, it's Fourth of July, Ashbury Park. I do. Mm. Oh, okay. So maybe it was a way to like balance artistic license. Right? So it's like, no, I want right. to call this Fourth yes. of July, Ashbury Park. And it's like, no one's going to remember that Bruce. Call it Sandy. You got to put Sandy okay, in the name. Come yeah. on. You say Sandy 17 times. <laughs> um, all right. So get, let's get out of the 80s. All right. Let's bring it up a little bit more modern. Your next pick, you went with Montero, parentheses, Call Me By Your Name by, of course, Lil Nas X. Yes. Um, and I actually didn't know this, but his name is Montero. Um, his, his real name, his oh. first name is Montero. So... Um, that makes a lot more sense now. And I can't believe I didn't know that. I felt kind of silly, like learning that, but it's like, Oh, got it. Um, and then I, I, I love this song. Number one, obviously it was a huge pop hit for him. Um, made, you know, continues to make the rounds on, on radio play and, and on the internet and everyone loves it. Um, and he does a lot of great performances to the song. So love the song as a song itself. And then the lyrics really are kind of interesting. He talks a lot about how this is um, almost like a coming out song for him. And, and he was tweeting or, or doing some interviews later about how it was almost as if it, my understanding is like he wrote the song to his 14 year old self. And so this, you know, call me by your name is almost like, hey, like be who you are, you know, because obviously there's still a lot, sadly, a lot of homophobia. There's a lot of fear of coming out about, um, you know, identifying as a, as a gay person and, you know, um, and all of that. And so being able to you know say your name and be proud of your name and be proud of who you are i think is what the song is really about and i i would never would have known any of that because all i really paid attention was like this is a great poppy one you know <laughs> song that gets played all the time so it was really fun to dive into it and just add that that layer of meaning to it i, I thought that was really powerful uh, and i think that lends itself to like why people really love him because i do think he puts a lot of depth to his lyrics and, and a lot of depth to his music so yes he's a major pop star but like i think he writes um a lot of really cool things and, and a lot of beautiful lyrics and draws on a lot of his personal experiences so it, it's great well i think i also think like the thing i wrote down is like sonically he has so much range in what he does right so mm -hmm. he is kind of this pop star but there's not really a sameness to a lot of his songs they they sound pretty different pretty diverse and so i, I give him totally, a lot of yeah. credit for not just you know we talk a lot we've brought up weezer multiple times on this uh on this podcast and we talk about how it's like well it sounds like a weezer song <laughs> it's like that right. there's really yes, not yeah. that i mean you think about it, he hit a big with old town road and then his other songs have obviously he's had other pop hits, but they don't sound anything like Old Town Road, right? Like they sound very different yep. from that. 
um, and from each other as well. So I, I give him a lot of credit for that. But yeah, this is a great pick. Nice. All right. Track seven. Uh, we've got Mama Told Me, parentheses, not to come by Three Dog Night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, that's probably an unnecessary parenthetical because it's like that's a complete phrase. Yeah. And they say it multiple times in the song. Right. Mama told me not to come. So parentheses are kind of an odd, odd choice there. Uh, this song written by Randy Newman, who um, prolific songwriter in, in modern times, most people probably know him as the writer of a number of songs from from movies, especially uh, like most famously, probably Toy Story. You've got a friend in me. That's that's, yep. Roy, that's Randy Newman. Uh. Uh, and I Love L.A., who I think we uh, we featured on a on a previous uh, mix. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, Three Dog Night, I think, is a really fun band. Um, if you ever want to go back and listen to some of their songs, I, I think they have a lot of uh, a lot of great songs. And so the band really matches up well with kind of the, the fun that comes out in Randy Newman's uh, songwriting, because this is just about, you know, kind of a crazy party <laughs> that this person goes to. Yes. Yeah. And throughout it, I was like, man, mama told me not to come. And then he's just describing what's going on. <laughs> So it's uh, it's really kind of a funny song, but that's that's kind of what Three Dog Night does, and so perfect pairing here with Randy Newman. Is real music dying? What even is real music, and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician, and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird, and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer, or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, I I love all of that. I I was really like I loved re- reading the lyrics. I, I was familiar with the song, but um, again, diving into the lyrics is always a different experience. I also really appreciated um, how mindful they were of being able to like play this on the radio. So they censored a lot of their own lyrics, you know, with like uh, different words. For example, want some whiskey in your water, sugar in your tea. I guess sugar in your tea was like code for LSD, like in you know to like microdose or dose. Um, all these different things. I think they were just dosing still be able back to... then. I don't think there was a micro dose. <laughs> right. There was, there was no micro yeah. then. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, uh, I thought that was really clever. And I just love the whole idea of this. It's like the anti-party song, right? Like, it's like this, oh, my God, I've gone to this party and mom told me not to come here. And now I'm freaking out. And, and you know, he like, writes, don't, don't turn on the lights because I don't want to see. And I just, <laughs> I just think that that's like. That's like the introvert's anthem, you know, like, I, I don't want to be at this party. Please let me go home. <laughs> yeah, I think if I rewrote this song, it would be, I told myself not to come. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> All right. Now, your next pick, we've got, I'm not okay, parentheses, I promise, by My Chemical Romance. Yes, I'm not okay, I promise. So I love this song. This is definitely a song that I like would run to a lot because it just has such a high energy. Like it's a very high octane rock song and a lot of screaming. But I just have always enjoyed like the part where 
I guess it's a conversation he's having with someone who is also not okay. And so he is like, stop coming to me with your problems because I'm not okay. <laughs> you know, like this is, this is not a good pairing. We're both not okay. And then, but my favorite line has always been wherever he's like, I'm okay. Um, and then f- immediately followed by, trust me, I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah. So I just have always enjoyed that. Because <laughs> um, I, I feel that way a lot, right? I think we can all feel that way, especially in the last two years of this like continuing pandemic that, oh my God, when will it stop? So we're like, I'm okay. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. But I'm, I'm okay. You know, <laughs> like we're just trying to figure it out. We're always on that line of feeling like this is fine. And oh my gosh, this is the worst. Right. Or um, just so telling someone to the song, or just but, telling someone that you are okay, right? right. When you're not. Exactly. Yeah, like that that became such a loaded question in these last two years, right? Like that very kind of, you know, inane question of like, oh, how are you? And you're just like, oh, I'm good, you know? <laughs> now it's like, well, how much how much time do you have? <laughs> Let me tell you all the ways that I'm not right, okay. Right. <laughs> um, so, no, yeah. I thought this was a great song. And I also looked up the music video because I, I read so many things about that being notable. And they did a really fun music video for this. It was like a trailer for a high school movie and uh it was actually it's really it's worth checking out and it's had like i don't know millions and millions of views because i guess it became pretty popular when when the song came out but uh that's also really fun so so to think about the energy of this song and then add it to that kind of a fun trailer i thought they uh they did a good job with that nice all right well uh let's move on to your next pick we've got doo-wop parentheses that thing by Lauren Hill, making her third appearance in a short amount of time. On our yeah, matches. we're gonna keep banging the drum here on Lauren Hill. Just one album, right? But yep. <laughs> this was uh, yeah. <laughs> this was the song actually that went to number one off that album. Interestingly enough, so this was kind of her biggest hit. Um, Doo Wop is kind of the style they sing in at different points in this song. So they don't actually say Doo Wop in the song. She does reference that thing quite a bit. Uh, but it's a it's a really good song, obviously really good lyrics, talking about both both men and women and some of the problems they both run into. Um, you know, I, I give it a lot of credit because she kind of takes a look at it from both sides, um, which is kind of fun. And um, yeah, it, on the album version at the end, you kind of get this weird. We talked about those weird interstitials at the end of uh, rap songs when mm-hmm. you listen to the full album. <laughs> Same thing here on on the full version, you get this weird like discussion about love and when you could fall in love and all that type of stuff. So yeah, good track though. Yes. Yeah, no, it's a really good one. I, I did write that this is the one that like I most think of, as I'm sure is true for everyone with, with Lauren Hill and, and her music. Huge hit. Great song. One of my favorites of hers. Um, and I, I agree. I really appreciated that she wrote like these kind of warnings to both genders here, right? Like speaking, and she literally calls it out. It's like, okay, now it's the guy's turn. Um, and I just think that's really cleverly done. So, but yeah, I, I guess that thing is what she's warning about. Like, you know, don't don't be exploited for parentheses of that thing. And I guess that's why that's in parentheses. But I don't know. <laughs> sure. I think this is more... It's more SEO work. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think they were, if you're trying to alphabetize singles, maybe at the record store, maybe D would go better. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what they were going for. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. So here's a great unnecessary parenthetical on your next track. Uh, we've got parentheses. I've had, close parentheses, the time of my life by Bill Medley and Jennifer Warrens. <laughs> 
I know it's so funny. I think the next three closing out this mix are some of the most egregious uses of parent parenthetical. So I'm really glad that, that they kind of lined up in our picks this way. But this one truly, it's like, why is that in parentheses? <laughs> like I've had the time of my life. Like that's okay. That's like a whole sentence. Like <laughs> and they and they say that multiple um, times in the song. I've had the time right, of my it's life. It's no secret. No. Right. Like you are literally talking to someone saying, I've had the time of my life. Um, so just own that. You don't need to put any part of the song in parentheses, <laughs> but it's fine. Great song, though, off of the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. I mean, just one of the most iconic songs, I think, of all time. Everyone's going to recognize this. I feel like it's probably a karaoke like hit, you know, certainly the most. This is, I, I will admit this is one of those songs. And I'm sure we have like mixes like this where I really only want to listen to the first like 30 or 60 <laughs> seconds of it. And then just like it's like you're taking a hit of the song and you're like, yeah, so good. But then you're like, OK, I don't really need to listen to the rest of it. <laughs> it goes on a little bit. Yeah, it goes on for a little bit longer than maybe it should. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. Right. Yeah, and right. without. <laughs> and outside of the movie context, when you don't have the dancers in front of you in that final scene, it's sure. kind of like, all right, let's wrap it up. Um, you know, Jennifer Warren's also part of another big 80s soundtrack hit. Do you, do you know the answer to this trivia question, Samer? I don't know. Yeah, no. she teamed up with Joe Cocker to sing Up Where We Belong from the soundtrack to An Officer and a Gentleman. Oh, I've never seen that. So oh, I, not, I didn't okay. know well, that's, that. Uh, that's actually... I'm familiar with the movie, but... But I've not okay, seen it. we've bagged on some '80s movies before, where I'm like, "Yeah, don't go watch it." But it's a, you know, but this is uh-huh. that, that's actually a legitimately good good movie. I think you should, yeah, yeah, that's that's worth your time to to watch that one. Yeah. Okay. All right. All but right. anyway, add it to the to the yeah. list. <laughs> but yes, uh, great song, um, great movie. I mean, it's iconic, and I've done that one in karaoke, so it's definitely a good karaoke song. Yeah, same. It is a good one. It's it's a crowd pleasing one for sure. Uh, but it's probably one that everyone's gonna want to skip after you're done with like that first <laughs> part. Um, <laughs> all right, track eleven. Your last pick. Another one. Oh, so happy. But again, just like why the parentheses? Don't you parentheses forget about me by Simple Minds? Yeah, don't you by itself like makes no sense. It's a song title. <laughs> right. So it's like. Don't it you? really needs. You would never just say that. Forget to about me. Yeah, yeah like it's uh, maybe if you're trying to sound cool, like don't you, don't you, like right? But I mean, I don't <laughs> right. get it, right? But yeah, so don't you, and then the parentheses forget about me. Anyway, of course from the Breakfast Club, uh, you know, again another iconic '80s movie, and you know the scene at the end where where Bender's walking away, fist in the air, and you get the song playing, so. Uh, yeah, incredible song. I, I've never heard it sung in karaoke. I think it might be harder than maybe it seems. I agree. Yeah, I I don't know if this one would be as good at, as, at karaoke as as some of the other ones on this mix. But um, it is like I mean, who isn't playing that scene in their head whenever you hear the song? Like if you've ever seen Breakfast Club, you know the scene. And like anytime you hear the song, you're gonna you're just gonna think about the guy, you know, fist in the air, like jumping. Um, that's also that that actually might be literally the best eighties <laughs> film uh, of all time. Really, it's you're so really good. embracing literally today, aren't you? <laughs> I am. Well, you know, once you once you introduced it at the top of this mix, I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that in because it's a great phrase. It's it is not used enough. It's really not. No, you're you right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a great song and. 
I guess um, Billy Idol had the chance actually to first do this one and he turned it down, but then later did a cover. And I just wonder if he was like, oh man, I should have taken that song. Wow. <laughs> That's kind of wild to think about. Yeah. Billy Idol, right. what would that have sounded like? Yeah, I wonder. Hmm. <laughs> um, all right. So yeah. let's finish this off strong. And, and to a lot of people listening to this, this might have been the first song that came to mind. So I'm glad I made the mix. But. You've got Sweet Dreams, parentheses, are made of this by the Eurythmics. Yeah, I. funny enough, I was tempted, we'd mentioned Weezer, I was tempted to put the Weezer cover of this, you know, because again, you know, it's just like, it sounds like a Weezer song. And they're, <laughs> they're really amazing at being able to do that. Um, they turned like this other song and it's like, oh, right, Weezer. Uh, but then, you know, again, like to the, to the discredit they don't do anything different with it like it's literally just like you apply like a weezer filter to a song you know like if songs <laughs> had filters in the same way that photos do that's what that would be it's a great way to describe <laughs> it <laughs> um so yes amazing amazing song i love this song it's also such an earworm i mean i was singing it all day after i put this on the mix and for multiple days actually just keep popping back up and then recently um i think the new yorker had a cartoon of like all these misheard lyrics and of course one of the most famous one is sweet dreams are made of cheese um it's like people apparently hear that all the time and in instagram i noted it's like well to some people sweet dreams might be made of cheese like my dog would certainly that's a great agree. point um, that's a great point he, he absolutely he absolutely i'm sure he dreams of eating cheese no doubt he does i love cheese um I love that. I'm not even a dog. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I mean, you know, I, I would appreciate that dream. Um, yeah. Some misheard lyrics I can get with. Like, oh, I can kind of see that. That one, I was like, I don't I don't know if I understand. I've never heard it that way. Sweet dreams are made of, of cheese. That's really <laughs> odd. Um, but yeah, yes. great, great choice. Also made me think about that. Like, it may it may be that we could put together a great mix of uh, synthesizer songs, right? Because this has got mm, just the uh-huh. heavy like '80s synthesizer. Of course, that could just be an '80s mix as well, given that's where it was used most heavily. Right. Uh, there would that Venn diagram would just be a single <laughs> circle. I think <laughs> would, wouldn't be any anything else <laughs> still might be good still might be good we'll toy with it yeah yeah let us know send us a send us a message if you think we should put that mix together we're always up for suggestions <laughs> all right well there you have it another super awesome mix parentheses for your collection close parentheses nice. okay follow us on instagram at super awesome mix as well as all the other social media platforms Um, Hey, we've got plenty more mixes to put together, so we'll get to work on that. And so for Samer, this is Matt, and we'll see you next time. Super Awesome Mix is brought to you by DLM. Make shopping easy with DLM, the one-stop shop for all your casual clothing needs. Shop DLMSupplyCo.com and enter the promo code AWESOME at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. That's DLMSupplyCo.com.